Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. What's going on with these supposed vaccines, which are not vaccines, they're not gene therapies, they are bioweapon injections? Why can't my friends and family understand this? Because of brainwashing, because of propaganda, because this is what the deep state does. It, they are implementing this massive brainwashing attempt to hijack everybody. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The Jeff Dornick Show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, uh, we air all of our episodes at Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific time. So make sure that you guys are subscribing on Rumble. That way you guys get notified every single time that we go live. And so we've got a whole bunch of great guests lined up, especially next week. I believe on Monday, I will be airing my interview with Shannon Joy. We're going to be debating a Trump and DeSantis and all of her evidence where she believes that Trump has uh, sinister ties to uh, Jeffrey Epstein, where I disagree. So we're going to have a little bit of a debate there. So that, that one will be fun. So make sure you guys tune into that. So a couple things before I bring on our guests. Number one, do not forget, go over to pickaxe.com. That's the new social media platform that we're launching here in the next couple of weeks. You guys want to be a part of that. It's going to be completely independent of big tech. We're not, behold we're not beholden to them at all. Everything is constitutionally protected 
protected free speech. And on top of that, we're offering monetization opportunities for content creators. So you guys want to be a part of this, go over to pickaxe.com and sign up. And then one final thing as well, do not forget, as always, go to mypillow.com, use promo code FFN, get massive discounts. You guys can actually get their new flannel bed sheet sets as low as $29.98 if you guys use promo code FFN. So make sure that you guys are doing that. Okay, without further ado, we are bringing on our guest for today. We've got David and Stacey Whited from Flyover Conservatives. It's an honor to have you guys on the show. I, you know, we met, we met, we were just talking before. We, I met you guys down out here in California for a Reawaken America tour, and we, I was able to interview you guys there, but it's fun to have you guys actually on the show, and we can have a, a good conversation here. Thank you, Jeff. What an honor to be with you today. Thank you for inviting us on today. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's a, it's a good combination of those events because it's such a wide range of people. Clay Clark has a big tent this unique leadership to be able to to have a lot of people from all like different areas like maybe that wouldn't you know different areas of faith different areas of medicine different areas of of politics but he he brings them together and i think some of those interactions you know people learn a lot from what's said on stage but you know uh the audience learns so much from each other in the hallways and the speakers i think interact and they, they might not have gone to the same church conference they might not have gone to the same you know whatever and it's like uh, he brings this group of people together. And I think that's probably been one of the biggest benefits of, of, of these events that he's been running is it really, really pulls mm -hmm. people together that might not have been banging into each other otherwise. And it's, it's been an incredible thing and it's an honor to meet you. I think it was in San Diego, uh, when we first uh, got a chance to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it was San Diego. And, and, and I think for, for me looking at that, I, the, those events specifically have a very unique way of bringing together people that have a, a common interest, obviously, in saving the country, but we don't all necessarily agree on everything. And I, th and I think that we kind of need that because I think a lot of times we get into these little bubbles that are always saving on social media, these little algorithmic bubbles where we're only talking to people that we mm -hmm. agree with. Mm -hmm. But when we can kind of push each other a little bit, like one person has this view on the COVID jabs, this, per this person has that view, or whether it comes to election fraud, this is the election fraud that we got to focus on or vice versa. I think being able to kind of push each other a little bit, I think is really important. I, and I don't yeah. feel like we have that enough. And that's one of the things I like about about Clay's events is you kind of get a little bit of that pushback a little bit in a very friendly environment. Yeah. And it's true, you know, nowadays, I remember when we were younger, we're, we're, we're like 50 years old now, but I can remember when we were in high school. If or, you're 100 looking at us, you think we're kids. I know. Yeah. College, yeah. those kind of things. You know, <laughs> we had a lot of conversation with friends and debate, even, you know, 10 years ago. But today with colleges and safe spaces and all of these different things that's happening, yeah. it's hard to actually have a conversation with someone and maybe not agree. And then, you know, I guess debate. Well, you have and the then ability, it'd be okay. You have the ability to hear their heart. You know, um, you know, I've 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 got a sister, uh, and she's always been sort of like this Jane Fonda friendly kind of person. She's the older, six of us in our family. And uh, she's since like unfriended everybody, my my kids and everybody included. And it's kind of a of, of a sad direction things have gone. But like we used to have these conversations where like, you know, I thought, you know, the answer to a lot of violence in the world was everybody should have a gun, you know, because mm -hmm. there's definitely correlations to that. We were missionaries in Mexico for two years. I was held up by the drug cartel with eight guys with machine guns. My son and I escaped. And it's they like- They were illegal. Guns were illegal in Mexico. It was against law to own a gun where we were. So the only person without a gun was me. And so I kind of I kind of know where those those lie heads. Well, her, her feeling is like, well, we would get rid of all, all violence if nobody had guns. You know, it's like, well, her heart really was that there'd be less violence, there'd be less murders, there'd be less shootings. Mine as well. And so, but I felt like, you know, hey, if everybody had a gun, if Nana's carrying a gun, you might not kick in the door and mess with grandma, you know? Um, so it was like two different approaches, but the heart was the same. We both mm -hmm. wanted a better world. We both wanted less violence, but 
when you, but then when you take away the ability to converse, which is what happened through social media and, 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 you know, fed by mainstream media, those conversations mm -hmm. quit happening and everybody kind of fell into their own echo chambers. And, uh, it's not been good for the discourse with our country because at the end of the day, you know, there's two groups of people yelling at each other on every different issue, whether it's mask or unmask or everything else. But when you eliminate the conversation and um, what's happened, I'm so glad to have these kind of conversations and hopefully people share it and you share it with somebody who you think will probably disagree because mm -hmm. it's so important to hear something you don't agree with because at the end of the day, most people, you know, kind of, it might be on different sides that they want to, their heart might be the same, mm -hmm. but they might have a different pathway of getting there. And I think uh, this radicalization takes place uh, where, where people are, you know, villainized to a degree that's not even not even real and they sort of end up attacking people that aren't even the real enemy mm. you know we're sort of like attacking each other in unique ways over like a mask or something else and and what i consider like the real criminals kind of get away mm -hmm. you know with a lot of stuff because there's all this you know circular firing squad that takes place in the church circular firing squad that takes place in you know different even conservative within movements. conservative movements mm -hmm. within you know uh, education all these areas and it kind of lets a lot of people off the hook so um i, I think uh, uh, the best hope for our future is people like yourselves and then you know three years ago this month we'd never i'd never met somebody who had been a guest on a podcast you know now we've done 2400 episodes you know of it with conversations with people and so so the, the the future you know there's so many other people like us you know there's there's millions of people that are tuning out cnn and fox and so forth and they're they're they're, they're turning into alternative media and i think that's an encouraging thing mm -hmm. for the future in a way as long as it doesn't increase the echo chambers and they can kind of start crossing over and i i i think i'm hopeful that that can happen yeah, no, I, I, I am too, and I, but I, and I think it's so important that we make this intentional effort. And, I, and I've always tried to engage and invite guests on my show, or I go on somebody else's show where, where we disagree. That's why I've got you know Shannon Joy coming on my show. You know, soon we, we staunchly disagree on Trump and DeSantis. We, but we always have a good conversation. We're respectful, and I, and I feel like that's how it should be. But I think, I think it's well, the thing that I've realized about myself, and then just watching kind of the overall landscape is a lot of times we're debating issues in in arguing over personalities and people again whether it's Trump sure. or Joe mm -hmm. Biden or whoever it is but it's we're not necessarily debating about them we're it's like this we're we're fighting over this caricature that we have of these people it's almost like they're characters in our own mind and then it doesn't matter what anybody else says if i have that mindset if i think that donald trump led a violent insurrection on january 6th there's nothing you can do to change my mind because i have that caricature in my mind and i feel like that's part of the problem with being pushed off into these little echo chambers is when everybody is saying, boy, you're absolutely right. There's never any pushback. We begin to create these these narratives in our mind that make sense to us, but are kind of void of reality, I think. Man, it's interesting. We, you know, we kind of did a study on this for a little while of really looking at you kind of look at you know you you've got the conservatives and then you have the liberal and a lot of times conservatives will take in more uh content from different sources than liberals do and i think a lot of times it is at a convenience you know you go to the airport you know and you have cnn playing in the airport or you go to the gym and cnn's playing in the gym you know it's just that that's just the common thing there and i think it's interesting because um we we've been having a conversation even with about family members with things that are going on whether it be epstein island or anything that's going on currently in the news and you're like a lot of times or the harvard uh president you know that just 
was really, or just, you know, resigned, resigned. you know, you know, where <laughs> if you look at what's going on in mainstream media and what they're saying about the situation, if that was the only information that you were taking in, you would never have all the full context of the situation, what was going on. Yeah, no, that, that that's that's definitely very very true, and I and I think it's it's really interesting to me even because you know you mentioned you know Harvard and and then even like the Epstein files that just dropped yesterday. It's it's really interesting watching that and then watching everybody's response to it because uh, because I I'm trying to watch the left, I'm trying to watch the right, I'm trying to see who's saying what and what everybody's takeaways are. And and I find myself kind of stuck in the middle. You've got you've got the the hardcore lefties that are like Donald Trump was mentioned. Clearly, Donald Trump has ties with Jeffrey Epstein. And then you've got the right basically saying the exact opposite, you know, completely inverted. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I basically feel like I got nothing out of this. The, to me, this is one <laughs> big distraction from the reality of even the actual corruption, the real story about Epstein. We're not getting they're giving us enough to where some people that don't really pay attention that much feel like, OK, cool. They're being transparent when in reality. What did we actually learn about this? And, and I think we, we do want to make people all good or all bad. Yeah. You know, we want to make, you know, it's Jeff Dornick. Is he a great guy or a bad guy? You right. know, it's like, well, I don't know. It depends how much you know him. You know, I mean, is David White a great guy or a bad guy? You know, it's like, was David in the Bible a great guy or a bad guy? You know, it's like, depends well, on where you, where you're reading in the Bible. It's pretty complicated. Yeah. <laughs> mixed bag of nuts. And and one thing I love about God is, is when, when, when God lays out a narrative of a person's life, it's, it's more about the trajectory. It's more about his redemption in the person's life. It's more about um, how the person responded to things. It's mm -hmm. more about their care. It's, it's, it's these things, not, it's less about the event and more about, you know, uh, his role in it. And we, we do want to make everybody all good or all mm -hmm. bad. If you're a sports fan, the chiefs are all good and the Raiders are all bad, or, you know, that's, we, we kind of have a tribal, you know, kind of a mindset, you know, with those things. And the reality is people are much more, you know, complicated, you know, mm -hmm. than, than that, um, going through these, these files, you know, I kind of was, you know, expecting more and hoping more. And you look at the list and I, um, uh, Seamus Bruner, we had him on our show. I don't know if you've ever had uh, Seamus on there. He's, he's a, he's a writer connections to Breitbart and, uh, Peter Schweitzer, you know, wrote mm -hmm. Clinton cash and those books. He had a book out recently called, uh, the oligarchs and no, the control oligarchs, mm -hmm. the control oligarchs, but it's about these, you know, kind of powerful players, you know, in the world, these, you know, billionaires and, and beyond that, that, that really are, have greater net worth than many nations and, and play a you know big role in what's going on, their connections, World Economic Forum and so forth. But he he curated this list of, of all the documents. It's like 944 page PDF, put it together. We made it available on our show. You can follow Seamus Bruner on Twitter and he has it there. We put it out as a, as a auto respond on our, our uh, if you text us at 40509, the word list, L-I-S-T, you can get mm -hmm. the whole thing and the court documents and, and and every little in and out that's involved in it by 40509, the word list. But you look at that and it's like um, uh, David Copperfield's on there, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, but so you, so you look at that and think, well, does that make him a bad guy or is he a good guy? Like, I don't know if 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 he flew on a flight with Epstein, it's in the 90s. I mean, nobody. Nobody knew a few years ago Epstein, you know, is synonymous with what he is now. And so did that. So you got to kind of look at like that doesn't necessarily incriminate anybody or 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 vilify him. Maybe there's a one thing and you're like, holy cow, these are weird people. This is not my tribe. I don't know everybody's story. So just because somebody's name on the list, like we need to be slow to, you know, you know, burn them at the stake mm -hmm. or whatever. But at the same time, you look at if Bill Clinton flew 50 times, you know, uh, you kind of you kind of know the essence of a person by the time you fly on their personal jet 50 times. I don't have a friend 
that I've taken 50 vacations with. I can, I have a lot of great friends that I've gone fishing in Alaska with. I've done a lot of great things with some of my best friends. I've never taken 50 vacations with any one friend. Um, and, and if I had, I probably would have a pretty good idea what they're about. So, yeah. so the essence of that person, I think I would probably be in alignment with. So there, there's something to take from it, but I think we need to be slower to like swing this way and that way. And this person's all good and all bad. And, and like really, you know, look at the details because like you said, you can get so twisted on, on the, the news of the day that you don't take a, a look up and actually see where the car is headed. It could be heading off a cliff and you're busy fighting over the temperature on the air conditioner, you know, on the dashboard and you kind of lose track of what it's really all about. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, it, and it's, and it's, for me, it's been interesting because a lot of people are like, Jeff, why don't you, why don't you break down the news? And I, and I, and I always say, I feel, I, I don't want to get sucked into that. I've, I did I did that for a while, and, and I feel like for me, I, I want to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. I want to look at the implications of things. I kind of want to break things down and have these kind of more high-level conversations about a lot of these issues because I because I feel like the conservative movement in general, we get distracted a lot. We'll focus on this issue, and then this, this thing mm -hmm. over here pops up. We jump over there, and then we forget all about what we were just talking about yesterday – on the show because this new thing happened. And 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 I think that to a certain degree, one of my critiques of our, of our movement is I feel like we kind of become conspiracy hunters and, and we kind of become uh, very, to a certain degree from a, using Christian uh, terminology and the, theology, it's we kind of become these like legalistic, uh, you know, people, like you said, everybody's all good or all bad. We're kind of mm -hmm. judging people based upon one instance in their in their life. And then that then taints their entire their entire life story. And, and like and like when I first started doing the show, I started off more in, in apologetics. And and one of the interesting things is in the whole apologetics movement within the evangelical side, I found it extremely legalistic. I found it extremely just judging people. They said this one bad thing theologically. They are completely a heretic. You don't associate with them. I grew up in the John MacArthur crowd where it's like mm. you, don't, you don't talk to those crazy charismatics over there. They're not saved. They don't believe in five points of Calvinism. You're completely a heretic. And, I, and then you actually go and talk to people and you're like, they've got more fruit of the spirit than my crowd. Like that, like you have to start thinking through things rationally mm. as opposed to just being this hunter just trying to get somebody. And I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now. And I feel like that's part of why we're not really getting anywhere to a certain degree. And that's a really great point. And if you go back to Jesus in every situation in the Bible, when you look at him, he was the exact opposite of what we see happening, you know, whether it be the woman caught in adultery and he's him saying, you know, throw the first stone, you know, and he was sinless, but he didn't throw his, you know, and so it's like the, the woman at the well, we, we love these the gotcha, the we well. love these gotcha moments. He's been Shapiro on a college campus with the thug life glasses falling. It's like, boom, he wasted that liberal, you know, and it's like, ah. Uh, you know, like Jesus knew the worst thing about her. Yeah. But said, you know, hey, I, I know all that. I even know the guy you're living with right now is not even your husband. You know, it's like he, he exposed it mm -hmm. and then and then invited her closer in relationship, you know, and, and to say, you know, he had much more of a go sin no more. Yeah, exactly. And and more of that whole relationship building and trying to create, hey, how can we Obviously, he wasn't forced in because every time he would say, go and sin no more. So it wasn't like he was condemning, not, off the hook. Or not like he was condoning the sin, but he was also loving the person right. and, and willing to look through that, love them through it, but also say, this is wrong, so go sin no more. You know, And so I think that's pretty interesting. And I think that's what we're called to do. We are definitely called to unite 
more than divide. And everything that we're seeing right now, obviously going into an election year, we are, you know, 304 days from, um, you know, the, the November 2024 election. And so obviously election years are pretty crazy. So it's how do we stop from getting distracted? I love what you had to say there because that is so important that we keep our eye on the ball and the most important things are put out in, for, in front of us and not distracted everywhere that we go. Yeah. Well, what, what do you guys what do you guys think about about the whole Epstein thing in general? Is that even is that something that conservatives should be focusing on? Is 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 the entire thing a distraction? Like how involved and how focused should we be on this issue? Because right now it seems like that's all anybody's talking about. It, it is big um, and it's not new. Um, it, there, there's a there's a there's a duality here, you know, that you ha there's like. You, you look out, the news is designed to draw, I live in Kansas City, right? So the news is designed to draw my eyes to Washington, D.C. and to be really angry about things that are really bad and really far away. And, and we like that scenario because it takes my eyes away from what's very close and what's very personal. And so we absolutely need to be aware of those things. And, and I, you know, my personal thing on, on voting for people and, and guests and people that I kind of get behind is like, would you, would you, uh, you know, where are you at on, on life, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and number two, uh, would you denounce the world economic forum? <laughs> you know, like, would you, do, mm -hmm. will you make that statement? You know? And, and it's like, you know, like, you know, LeBron James is all big on all of his social issues, but you know, he, he, he wouldn't, he would say something about his wife or mom before he'd ever say something bad about China. China. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, you know, those kind of, those kind of issues, but the, the more news is designed, you know, to enrage you so that they can engage you, but they want to put it somewhere far away. And the reason people like that is because it's like this Epstein Island, that's sick and that's terrible. Well, it's like, you know. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this, you're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The wellness company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's going on in, in, in your world? 
you know, how, how, how is your marriage? How are you uh, engaged as a father with your children? Are you having dinner with your kids and with the phones to the side? Like, are you doing the things in your world, you know, personally, uh, you know, that, that are making a, a difference where you do have responsibility? Uh, the, the, the nation's in debt. We're 33 trillion. It's like, well, how's, how's your finances? Did you put a lot of Christmas stuff on the credit card or could you have made gifts for your kids and not charged it? You know, like, man, our we're 6% of the world and we consume 85% of its drugs and we're overweight. Well, could you lose 10 pounds, you know, and this kind of like, like what, where are we at in our, our level of personal responsibility? Mm -hmm. And so there's this, there's this, this, my opinion, this tug of war, it's like this rubber band that, that gets tension. And, you know, again, 2,400 episodes on our podcast and we're, you know, you, you, you hear household names and then a lot of people that have never heard of. And the, our motto is wake up, speak up and show up. Like, you need to know about Epstein Island because it's real. And there is a, a, a sexual corruption on our planet, you know, that, that is, is evil, that is evil. And it's designed to break down the family. It's designed mm -hmm. to, to make you less effective. It's designed to take you away from God. And it's, you know, people can say about that, but you know, the church has as big of a pornography problem as, as not, you know, there's, there's these things that like, yes, we need to have attention to that and it does affect our leaders and we need to know what they're, what they're doing and how we vote and there needs to be accountability, but we also personally need accountability. And so mm -hmm. I, I think the, the, the thing we try to drive home so much in every episode is yes, you need to know about it and, and it wakes you up, you know, so wake up, speak up, show up. We say it in every single, every single episode, but if you just wake up to the horrors of the world, you watch fall of the cabal, you watch out of shadows and it's like, and you don't do something, then you're either really angry or really scared. And you go to bed and pull the covers over your head and suck your thumb and, or, or you're just engaged of how bad the world is. And it's like, you become oh, jaded. Become jaded. And it's like, okay, the, the wake up, but I got to speak up. It's like, man, okay, I've got to say, Hey, we need to do attention to that. But on a small, what's, what's, what's going on in my town? Mm -hmm. What's going on in my street? What's going on in my, my home? What can I do? And then, and then show up, you know, I got to, physically move my feet and do something about it. God has historically always worked through willing participants to make a difference in the world. I can't think of and none uh, of them are perfect outside of creation. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of anything he did alone. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was, it was in partnership with broken people. And if we're willing to be those broken people, be humble and submit our lives before him and say, you know, God clean up my life, you know, God, like, like, you know, help me lead my family better. Help me take responsibility for the mm -hmm. the four people at my dinner table or the five people at my dinner table each night. So, like, there's there needs to be an awareness, but there has to be an increased level of personal accountability, you know, for each individual. And it's it, it's in that moment we have a hope and a future as a country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I I, th I think that that's that's where, like, like you said, there's this personal responsibility that I think I think it's really easy to kind of push that off to the side. And I realized this about myself when I was get, especially back in the day, I was getting into a lot of theological debates and we we discussed theology, you know, you, you dive into all these different things. And I realized it was kind of a deflection to a certain degree from being from actually dealing with just real life things, because you're talking about something abstract, separate from you. And I feel like the same thing is happening in politics and dealing with Epstein and, and, and all of that. Whereas, like, like you said, like, are you sitting down with your family for dinner? Are you actually mm -hmm. doing something on on the extremely 
local level where where I think a lot of times people feel like, well, that's not going to change the country. We got to do something big. It's like, well, OK, what's the biggest thing we could do? OK, let, let's just hypothetically say it's get Donald Trump in the White House. That's not going to save the country. At best, it's going to buy us a little bit more time for us to actually go about the work of mm-hmm. we the people saving the country and God working through obedient people. And I, I always I always quote um uh, what about the movie? What about Bob? Where he's like baby steps, baby steps to the elevator, baby steps out the door, ba- mm-hmm. you know, and I and I feel like that's kind of if could you imagine if we even just had a million people taking baby steps in the right direction? What what kind of kind of revival I feel like we could have in this country? It would be huge. You know, when we first started our show, we kind of had a tagline for it. and We continue to say it today. But, you know, we all were sitting back hoping that Donald Trump would do 80 million things to save our country. What we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. But you're right. It would never require 80 million. I mean, if you had you know, a million people, oh my gosh, that would make a huge difference. And it's interesting, you know, I remember we sat down with a, a pastor friend, man, it was probably like 2011. And he was talking about things that catch your eye, things that frustrate you, you actually have the ability to make a difference or a change of uh, in that in your life. You know, so, you know, we've talked about before, we talked to people a lot that maybe they're pro-life and everything is about pro-life and somebody else hears that and think, yeah, I mean, abortion is terrible, but it's not something that wakes them up early or really drives them, but theirs might be, you know, something with the education system or, you know, something else in politics or the border crisis that we're dealing with, you know, and so whatever it is that drives somebody that wakes them up early, that frustrates them, that's part of a lot of their conversations, God has given you the ability to actually make a difference in your, in the world by using you in that situation. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really good point too because it it's kind there's a parallel there with what you're talking about with even the the theology of, of like spiritual gifts where where within within the evangelical and or within the Christian world like we believe that God imparts particular spiritual gifts to different people. And what's interesting is that everybody has different spiritual gifts. And and I think that that's the thing that a lot of times we think we think that everybody has to get involved in everything. It's like, well, no, you find what it is that God has put on your heart. And then you follow that. Maybe it's politics. Maybe it's, maybe it's preaching the gospel. Maybe, maybe it's service. Maybe it's not even, even taking on an issue, but it's providing service or bringing food to people in need or whatever it might be. But if we all began to follow those things that God put on, on our hearts, we could make a huge, huge difference and not feel pressure from other people telling us, well, no, you need to be focused on this thing. Well, maybe God didn't put that onto your heart, but he did somebody else. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And when you're doing something, you know, uh, completion creates energy. You know, there's, there's, everybody's got a lot of tasks in their house. There's a junk drawer. Maybe you clean your garage or there's a thing and it's like, uh, you know, but like if you just, just stop and kind of do the next right thing, it's like, okay, I got clothes in my dryer. I'm going to go fold those. You know, you're overwhelmed. It's like, you do I'm that. I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to make my bed, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, okay. You just kind of, it, it creates some energy to complete the next thing. And before you know it, you know, people have started that, you know, where you, you're messing in your garage and before you know, it's like two in the morning and your wife's like, Hey, what are you doing out there? I'm, I got momentum. I got a vision. I'm, you know, I'm doing this. And it, like one thing leads to another, but it always takes that first right thing. And it's that mm-hmm. action is picking up a piece of trash. You didn't drop It's, it's, it's taking ownership of your life and just a smidge more. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it begins to change the focus and it does dissolve a little bit, the darkness that's outside of the reach. And, and, and it, and it brings more light into the things that you, you, you can reach and you can touch. You become a better, you know, example to your kids It become a better example to your mm-hmm. neighbors. You're, you're, you're doing a little more, you know, than's required. You're going to be a little higher performer at your job. You know, you're, you're, it, it gives you 
energy because we're uniquely wired to lean into doing the next right thing. And for everybody, some of those things are, those are obviously everybody can make their bed, but mm -hmm. not everybody's going to be as engaged with, you know, abortion or, or it might just be, you know, cleaning up a park down the street from where you live that's full of trash. And it's like, man, it just kind of, it energizes you and brings a little bit of pep to your step. But I think it's, it's in those, in those moments, it's like the, you know, the St. Francis, you know, washing dishes, you know, mm -hmm. type of, of story. It, 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 it awakens us up because we feel connected to a solution, not just aware of a problem. Mm -hmm. And it, yes, we have to be aware of the problem, but say, let's just say our, our goal with our show is to be like, I would like it to be like 90% focused on the solutions and 10%, you know, of the problem. And it's probably more like 80, you know, uh, but we put a lot of energy into, okay, this is a real thing. You know, you show a picture of human trafficking at the border and you see a picture of a rape tree and, and, and there's this stuff and it's like, oh my gosh, dark and terrible. That is awful. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, but there's a responsibility then. Okay. What is one thing that people can do to be a part of that. And for some people it might be, I'm going to donate $5 to Christy Hutcherson because she's actually going there and doing mm -hmm. something, you know, uh, it might be just, might be just that. Then you're kind of going about going about your day, but there has to be, you know, something that you're doing, something actionable, a movement, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, kinetically, like your, your body physically doing something, not just thinking it and wishing well, mm -hmm. and Hey, you know, good luck with that. Like, something tangible that you're doing that's a part of that and it, it shifts your state inside mm -hmm. because then there is hope that tomorrow is better than today next year can be better than last year because i know now i'm a part of making it so yeah so so where where do you think that we go when it when it comes when it comes to you know politics and especially because obviously we're heading we're in an election year now in 2024 We've got the, we've got the primaries, which is, is, in my opinion, extremely divisive. I think I think mm -hmm. overly divisive. And then we're and then we're heading into the general election where our entire country is completely divided. How do, how do we maneuver this? Where you know we're talking right now about you know somewhat about unity and, and actionable steps and and turning things around. But then we're in an election season that I think is more divided than I can even remember you know 2016 being. So how how, how do we maneuver that from you guys' perspective? I definitely think, you know, trying to take that gap and, and shrink that gap with your neighbors or your family members or whatever, but having open communication and great conversations, I think that is really important because never in an argument are you ever going to change anybody's mind or affect the outcome of anything through an argument. And so I think it is those great conversations. And so being willing to sit down with someone and and maybe even like, you know, if information is coming in, like somebody's watching your show, you know, saying to somebody, hey, this was really interesting to me. I value your opinion. Would you watch this and let me think and let me know what you think about the situation? When you do that, it puts somebody not in a situation where they are, you know, feeling like they have to respond. No, I would never do that. But they're willing to because you've asked them to help you. And I think those conversations and taking that gap and shrinking it is an extremely important part of what this next year is going to have to look like, where we are trying to create as much unity as we can between relationships we already have in our life with open communication. So when situations do come up, we can be like, man, what did you think of that? And, and actually have a conversation and not just an argument. Yeah, well, and and I think also like like and you kind of exemplified there too of you know asking questions and, and actually hearing what the other person is saying because I think 
we can disagree with people. I don't I don't care if it's, you know, disagreeing with, you know, I find myself disagreeing a lot with the Ron DeSantis crowd. I, you know, I find that a lot of their criticisms of Trump are, are hypocritical, although I've got a lot of criticisms of Donald Trump myself. But actually hearing what's behind it, you know, same thing you go for a lot of my friends. I live out here in communist California, surrounded by lefties everywhere. And, you know, but the thing is that I need to hear why do they hate Donald Trump with a passion? Why do mm-hmm. they why could they never bring themselves to vote Republican? And a lot of times it's either a misconception or that they find their identity in being a Democrat or, you know, any number of things. But you won't actually get down to that root issue without actually asking questions and then listening to their answer and then respond accordingly, as opposed to I feel like what what a lot of us do a lot of times is we just blast everybody with a fire hose of information and then and then we're shocked that they don't change their mind. It's like, no, you need to help them to actually rationalize mm-hmm. through their thought process and then maybe they'll take a step in the right direction. Absolutely. 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 Those are great questions. There's a reason why you know we started our show. It's flyover conservatives. We're not flyover Republicans or man, even like five flyover Christians. You know, it's like, man, those are all hijacked terms. And mm-hmm. I don't if, if, if there's two groups, you know, that I probably have aligned with on, on my actions throughout my life. I mean, we, I grew up, we both grew up in Christian families. I went to Christian school. We've, we've gone to ministry school. We've always been full-time business owners our whole life, but we've also saved up and put away money. We spent years, you know, living in and doing missionary work, you know? And so it's like, that's been, if you were to follow our steps where we are, who do I probably beat up on the most? Typically Republicans and Christians, you know, that like frustrate me the most disappoint me the most. We live in Kansas city. There's a, you know, famous, you know, kind of fallen, you know, you know, issue that's taken place, you know, in, in our town and in ministry. And and we've been around a few of those in the past. And it's like, like, those are, those are where, what I consider my camp. Those are my team. But if we don't have accountability for people within even our own team, when, when it gets so divisive, then, then you get where like you're on the left and you're defending Bill Clinton and you're like, yeah, but you know, they, I'm sure most of these girls were over 18, you know, or something like that. And it's like, they said young women, they said young women. It's like, well, no, they were were girls, you know, they do these narrative, you know, switches and, and the media, because it's all, you know, left leaning, because that's what's most beneficial to them. They get where they defend the undefendable because they are interwoven with that party. And we need to be careful of that, you know, ourselves and not where we become, uh, bloodthirsty for just what's the next salacious thing and who can be taken down, whether it's on the left or the right, or, you know, showing some zoomed in thing and look at this pillow in this person's background. I knew they were bad. We've had people say comments, Stacey wore a sweater one day and it had some black and white square on it. Her grandma's 101 years old. Her grandma bought her this sweater from JC Penney. Stacey wore it on the show. <laughs> and, and somebody said in the comments, yeah, we know you by your symbols. I know what you're about. And I'm like, <laughs> Just go, go, once you go smash your head into a wall, you idiot, you know, it's like, you get so frustrated with, with that kind of stuff. Um, and it's like, you just, we become obsessed and you become this professional at finding every flaw and, and eventually you take everybody down. And what do you, you th- th- then you're what, on, on an Island by yourself. And it's like, good, I got rid of all the bad people in the world. It's just me left, you know? And so we have to hold people accountable but there has to be a pathway to where the whole institutions are not destroyed. Are there, are there, are there weak and compromised Christian leaders? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did we encourage it and promote it and clap for it? Yes. You know, all the way along, all responsible, Mm -hmm. all the way along, you know, and it's, it's, we, we, we need to hold these institutions accountable 
without destroying them because when this is over, we need a way forward. We still need an education system, even though the education system is one of our most broken and compromised institutions mm -hmm. to Marxism and communism going back to Dewey in the 30s. So, but are we still gonna need to teach kids how to read and write in the future? Yes, you can't burn everything down. And then we're like the left, you know, it's just, it's another version of the same thing. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a model, you know, to where there's accountability and then a way forward uh, to where where we all can find a way to continue uh, to to participate in the solution. So, so for, from your perspective, for people that are watching this, like like what what are what are some of the things that people can and should be doing moving forward to be to be a part of actually turning things around in the country? Because I think because I think in in my opinion, we've got to focus super hyper local. Obviously, be involved in politics, be involved in presidential elections and that and that whole deal. But don't put all of your hope and faith in your favorite candidate that they're going to be the one that saves the country because they're not. So what what's the what's the takeaway? What's the application from your guys's perspective here? I'll just go back to what David said earlier, even starting in your own life, you know, what are things in your own life, whether it be, you know, we're at we're upset at the country because we're so far in debt. But am I in debt? OK, what can I do personally to get myself out of debt? You know, start with my own family in any kind of situation, whatever, you know, is going on that I don't like about the country. First, examine myself. Where am I? And then, you know, you said it earlier and it's so true. Local action. We hear from General Flynn all the time. He actually stole that from me. Yeah, exactly. I, I've said that for years. Local action makes national impact. Flynn heard me say it once and he ran with uh -huh. it. What, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'll let it slide. But I just <laughs> want it on the record. But that 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 national, I mean, that local um, action <laughs> is extremely important because it does affect what's going on nationally. And so we have had a lot of people that, you know, running for school board that are part of the city council. They were never part of those things before. And that's pretty typical with, you know, conservatives. I think a lot of times conservatives, whatever it is, they own a business, they come home, they take care of their family. They're saying, okay, if you're in politics and I've voted you in, you're going to take care of that. And now I can turn around and take care of the things in my life. And you have to realize that there has to be accountability. If you've elected somebody, you need to make sure that they are voting the way that they said they were going to vote. You know, all of those things are extremely important. And so looking at ourselves first and then looking at what can we do in my own neighborhood, in my own community, in my own family to make a difference. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. So and then, and then in closing as well, let everybody know how they can tune into your show, what they can expect, you know, what, what what's coming up in the future for, for them tuning into uh, what you guys are doing. Uh, well, flyerconservatives.com is our, our our website. We upload, uh, we have a nightly show every night at 8.30 Central Time that goes on 60 different platforms. So, if you, you know, if you're on Rumble or, you know, whatever, YouTube, we've kind of had a little bit of a tumultuous relationship with. They felt they could do better without us. Uh, we kind of broke up with them. We're both seeing other people now. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> but uh, we have a presence there. But pretty much everywhere you, you listen to podcasts, you consume your content, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're available. Um, just flyover conservatives at flyover conservatives on Twitter and, and, uh, you know, the, the true social and, you know, the typical, typical places. And again, we try to examine culture and current events through the lens of conservative Christian values and, and having the best and brightest minds, uh, in medical in uh, you know, from the, the, the church world and the prophetic and, uh, you know, each of these, you know, mm -hmm. spheres of, of influence, a lot mm -hmm. of election integrity, um, uh, the brightest minds that can kind of shed a lot of light into these conversations mm -hmm. and maybe something that again like stacy said earlier that you could share with a friend and say hey this kind of got me thinking would you listen to this i'd love to hear your feedback you know on that particular issue it's really designed to to ignite those kind of conversations
Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'll, I'll have I'll have the links in the show notes that we they can just click on that. They can go right over there. But uh, I really appreciate you guys, both of you guys coming on and hearing your insights and, and takes on things. Because, again, I, th- I think these kinds of conversations are more of what we need, especially heading into, I think, what I am predicting is going to be a very, very chaotic and crazy year. We kind of need to kind of come back and be grounded and understand, you know, really put our trust in God. Like God's in control of everything, no matter how chaotic everything else is. And I think we just need to remember that. That is a great hundred percent. And I'd say we're starting 2024 dive into God's word personally, dedicate mm-hmm. some time each day to saying, okay, God, our world's a mess, but can you help clean up the mess in me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and ingrain his word into your heart and let that be kind of the true North of where you're going. And I think that that, that gives you the right perspective on the things you're coming against. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys both for coming on the show. We'll definitely have to have you back on again sometime. It was, it was great talking to you. Everybody else as well. Make sure you guys are going over to their, uh, go, go to their website, check out their show, tune in, uh, I'll have the link in the show notes that we guys can just click. It'll go directly there. Uh, but two things really quick in closing. Number one, go subscribe to my Substack, jeffdornick.substack.com. Also, always be prepared for whatever might be coming your way. Uh, you know, with inflation out of control, one of the best things you guys can do is reach out to Our Goal Guy. Go to OurGoalGuy.com. See if investing in gold is right for you. Again, go to OurGoalGuy.com. Let them know that Jeff Dornick sent you. That is it for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I truly, truly appreciate it. We shall catch you guys next time.